Thanks for listening to the Women Emerging podcast. Every week we put up a new episode with insights into leadership, practical leadership, seen through the eyes of women leaders of all ages and all sectors from right across the world. Our aim is for women to be able to say, if that's leadership, I'm in. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and join Women Emerging on our website, womenemerging.org. That's womenemerging.org for more fabulous, free leadership content. Welcome, welcome, and welcome. Julia Middleton here, Women Emerging director, leader, whatever. Up to now, I've been introducing myself as the expedition leader, but the expedition has come to a close this weekend, quite extraordinary. And we move to the next phase, having put all of our efforts into finding an approach to leadership that resonates for women. We now have to capture it and share it with all of you and with your help. So today we leave Italy and Italy is where we have gathered to to put all our minds together, the 24 women who've been on the expedition meeting for the first time at this extraordinary place. Um, we've spent four days at the Rockefeller Foundation Center on Lake Como called Bellagio. And um, determinedly worked together to produce this approach to leadership. It has been a a truly glorious week in a glorious place with utterly glorious and non-typical February weather with a fabulous group of 24 people. But um, just before we left, I sort of stole Sarah and Anna for you and asked them to tell us a little bit about what happened, um, what's happened over the last few days, give you a, a sense of it, a crucial, and maybe tell you particularly the crucial bit, how music has played such a key part over the last few days in what we've done. And maybe give you a tiny glimpse of what is starting to form in our very exhausted heads. So, Sarah first. So, Sarah, it is now Saturday morning. Bellagio is looking even more beautiful. It's been unbelievable. It's an amazing, I know it's an amazing place, but the weather has, for February particularly, has been, I don't know, the sun has just been everywhere, hasn't it? It has. It's been, I think it's been unexpected in every way, in the most delightful ways. So, go on. What's happened this week, Sarah? And first, just know, Sarah and Aisha have chaired this week and given me the total privilege and delight of listening. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have borne the burden, but ignoring the burden, what happened this week in your eyes, Sarah? And I think I would reframe. I think I would reframe. Um, nothing of this week felt like a burden. It felt like probably one of the most liberating experiences I've ever had, to be honest with you. Um, 
You often think of, I think, of um, pivot points in life where I can point back and I can see a complete directional change in the way that I think. I think after this week, I think I'll move differently in the world. What's that Um, mean? I think my whole body will move differently. I have had conversations and experiences where I've been struggling with how to put words to this, but something's been shifted in my body physically that I can feel, that I didn't even know was alive. Um, I was, yeah, thinking about it this morning um, and thinking about how my, the first kind of I, thing that came to my head as I was sitting trying to find a very big cappuccino this morning was, I think I'm gonna have an intellectual hangover. Yes, no. But then I thought, no, I'm not. Well, I am. <laughs> well, in Go some on. ways, in some ways, but I think what I kind of, and I don't, this, I know this won't sound, this won't make sense, but it's almost like um, I'm going to have a humanity hangover. Yeah. I've never experienced humanity like this. I've never experienced humanness like this. I've never experienced emotion like this in depth and just absolutely pure admiration with this profound sense of love for people I've never met in person. So why has this, I can see it's been important for you. Is it important for other women in the world, what we've been doing this week, in your view? Yes. Yes, and only if we use it wisely. Yeah. Because I think an extraordinary experience like this, it's only as much as what we do with it. Yeah. And um, how we activate ourselves, how we activate these incredible bonds, how we reach out to bring people into this experience. Um, and, and also to share, I mean, I think one of the most extraordinary things about this as well is it hasn't been sharing the, the successes, the accomplishments. I think, honestly, I still don't know what half of the people do in their real lives. Yes, absolutely. But I know the names of their partners and their family members and the biggest mistakes they made early in their career. Um, And I'll get to what they do in the world and I hope that a lot of us connect and do extraordinary things together. But it's the first time I've ever been to a meeting like this where it wasn't all about the doing and it was about what was inside and working from the inside out versus the outside in, which was completely different. And I think will lead to extraordinarily different things because we have a foundation of the inside and now it's easy to go to the outside. You very, very rarely go to the inside. And from there you can do anything. I feel like I could call any of these women at any time of, of the day and night, wherever they are in the world, and they would pick up. And some of them I spent hours with, belly laughing, maybe snorting. Absolutely. And some of them I spent maybe 15 minutes in yeah, passing. So what's been going on for you at home while I... <laughs> You've been picking up your WhatsApp like me. Mm. A little bit. I, I was... It, I said coming here was Herculean. Um, I'm a single mom of three kids, and so... Young kids. Young kids, and uh, so we had, I think I was counting the other night, I think I had nine or ten people doing duty while I've been gone this week. So dinners, neighbors have been doing dinners, 
my parents have done a few nights, people have been coming and staying over, and I have not had one call from my children. Except <laughs> you, you have had the reported, if I'm right, message from your daughter that, how come when you get home, mommy, no one will be helping you? <laughs> yes, that was brilliant. Which made me realize, like, it's interesting, right? It's, it's, part, it's a little bit of reflection of here, too. It's, we are a collection of the baggage we bring and the baggage we collect and bring with us. And just remarkable, too, just the reflection of just how many people showed up. But also reflections of oneself, where we've invested our time um, and the, the relationships that we have. But I suppose also the sense that you come to a place like this and you cut, a, cut off and that, that's weird, but also you feel you've got to come, you've got to do something important if you're in a place like this. Yes. But I think I'd reframe too, because I think oftentimes when we think about what we have to do, in, when you say that, I'll, yeah. I'll explain right. Like when you say that, I feel a little bit of another thing put on my shoulders, like another thing on the plate. But, but maybe think, it should be. Maybe it should privilege be. privilege responsibility. <laughs> Yes, and I think part of it is when it, it feels very external and that's when you've got to go do something important. And I think that I would reframe it to say we have to do something yeah. very important. Yeah. Fair point. Because now I feel like it's a, a we. It's a we. Maybe before I would have said, okay, when I went into this, I have this extraordinary experience. I have to do something. And I think that was one of those moments of click where, the, where I changed directions here was like, stop thinking in the I. We're not going to accomplish anything if it's not the we. And we so we have been so trained where all of our systems, all of the ways that we think is accomplish. Here's what I have to do to get to the next rung. And what I realized, and I, I've always known this, is that if we linked arms and found the ways in which it's not our RIP, where does it go? Who sits with it? And we think about the ways in which we could activate through this connected network. But then how do we bring people along? So we're asking people to step into something that they can see themselves and that there are the resources for them to be able to do that in a way that allows them to, to find their we. I agree with that. And like everything in life, it's a balance. And like everything in leadership, it's a balance. I, I also often see people, you know, at the end of things like this, mm -hmm. everybody talks about the we mm -hmm. and then goes back to the real lives. And so it is a mixture of we've got to talk about the we and then you've got to also not hide behind the we mm. and say, actually, I'm also going to do yes. some things myself and, and, and carry that one. Mm -hmm. Agreed. So it's, a, it's, it's the eternal balancing act, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And a tough one. I don't know if, if it's for you, but, um, well, <clears throat> you know, the other thing is twice or three times now, a partner has danced for us. Ugh. I just, and then explain to us, um, her, I mean, she's got long, beautiful fingers, and so my little stumpy ones don't show them. But um, you know, that's the the beauty of her before she danced, of showing us the symbolisms of a few of the things, so that we could <clears throat> understand the stories of her dancing. But. 
there have been some moments, and then there's some be, there's been some extraordinary musical moments. Oh. I think that's what I I think that's the effect of why I will move. My body will move differently in this world. Not that I think that I will move anyway, anything near Aparna, but I think I realize that I, in particular, live from the shoulders up. Everything is in my head. And the music and watching Aparna dance and Anna's music help me ground and feel and experience things in ways that I had never processed things. And I was saying to Anna, um, the other day when we were sitting by the water, I always thought that my thoughts and my everything that I was doing in my head controlled my body until I heard her music and I realized my body actually deeply controlled my thinking and where things came from and how deeply the knowing within ourselves, that deep, deep wisdom within ourselves how 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 deep we or how how much it's it's contained in some of us that aren't necessarily express ourselves through the arts and how much we're missing out on because both of them probably the some of the biggest brains i've ever experienced yeah. between the two of them the but it's not just but it's not just brains is it no but I think I, I, I never attributed it to that. In the past, I would have always attributed it to what a big brain. Yeah, no, absolutely. And now I, it's like, you know, I don't know what percentage of our brain we actually use, right? But then with their the ways in which they express themselves without saying a word is more powerful than all of the words that I will ever string together. And I in feeling That's things that actually... That's not true. You string some extremely good words together. So I get lucky. No, <laughs> will you please stop being humble? Because <laughs> I see we so need many of us. <laughs> we need all of us, dear Sarah. <laughs> you, you, you are amazing. And but, but it was that love of Anna that made you go oh. and join her on that day. It's interesting. We did this activity for people that weren't with us, where we had to come up with a metaphor for 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 leadership, for what it, what a type of leadership. And I think in pictures, so I thought I was, this was going to be a home run for me. I thought, I, this is going to be where I will shine. <laughs> <laughs> and FYI, for you at home, I did not shine. Um, oh, you did? You drew a very beautiful circle. I didn't draw that circle. Oh, you didn't? It was, no. I even came, that I circle blank. wasn't I was new. blank. <laughs> I was so ashamed. I was waiting. I really knew where this was in the agenda. I thought this is my moment to step in. So explain what this circle is. So I was sitting next to, to Anna, and I was watching people put up their models and drawing a blank, and I'm watching her, and she's sitting to my right, and she's struggling. I don't know what she's struggling with, and I, I reached over. I, I said, are you going to put one up? And she said, I don't think my idea is good enough to put up. Or I can't, I, no, that wasn't, the, I'm not... To the extent of like, I'm not sure what I'm, if I'm going to put something up. And I just sat there and watched her. And then she just drew a circle. And she put it up on the board. And she said, small I don't circle, a too. very small circle on a, on a much bigger page proportionally. And everybody went, stood up to talk about what their model was and mm -hmm. how they were thinking about it and all the components. And she just kind of stood up and said. And she's short. Uh-huh. And she said, I just am thinking about it as a son. And I'm not sure why. And I think something's there. And then the way that the activity worked is everybody was kind of assigned a place around where we've been working and you go find 
the model that resonated with you. And I thought, God, I want to know what's in that circle. And I, I walked and, and there she is standing alone in there. And I said, you know, Anna, do, is it who are you working with? And she said, no, I'm just standing here alone. And I said, well, you, it's me. <laughs> and I felt like, I felt like that. I felt like I won the lottery. <laughs> I felt like poor everybody else. No, 10 lotteries. <laughs> 10 lotteries. <laughs> I thought I get Anna for an hour yeah. and a half mm -hmm. to hear what is behind this circle. Okay, so you must go home, yes. and now I'll go. I'll go and find Anna, mm. and I'll get her to tell us about the circle, and maybe I'll get her to play the violin first. Oh, please! And I promise to send it to you as soon as it's recorded. Thank you. But in the meantime, you got a long flight, mm. but then three delicious children jumping up and down, delighted to see you. I'm gonna hold that, and I'm gonna, you know, see if that comes true. It will. Yeah. It will. Be lovely. So, Anna, Sarah came and joined you in a corner of a room because you'd drawn a circle, which was the sun. What did the sun mean to you and why did you choose the sun? I was, I was really struggling with this task to, to make my metaphor. And um, it happened that I, we, we had free time when uh, I went up to the hill and I was admiring this view which is just like dream view <laughs> like paradise on earth and I was I was admiring the flowers the trees birds and I was like thinking we're looking for approach that, to leadership and uh, of course it exists so we don't make a new wheel so I was thinking, if that exists already in nature, what's the enabler of all those flowers and trees? And I thought, oh God, it's the sun. It's the sun that makes us grow, that, that, that show us um, round, that show us like places that we can't see when there is darkness. So it gives visibility. Um, it gives energy. Gives energy. And also, you know, the thing is that um, doesn't impose the final form of your growth. Yes. It just gives you the kick. And uh, that for me, that for me is a real, a, a real leading uh, role. And you can't see it for 24 hours. Yes. And you know, and also it's, we, we're supposed to think it's a central point, but we see other things. We see the results of sun. We admire the results of sun, you know. And also when I when I thought oh that's a good metaphor and I and I drove it um, the, the this the circle which is maybe the first shape we, we make when we are a child to, to draw something and it was like it's so obvious when I see and I will say the sun like hmm, the sun so um, uh, it's it, it seemed so obvious but then when we were while I was digging in with Sarah we discovered um, so many corners and so many aspects of great leadership. And if you want to see leadership in a different way, by verb, by leading, um, I think we should start with the obvious things. <laughs> to, the re sun. to reshape the sun. the sun. All the way through when we were at Bellagio, you played your violin 
Yes. And that produced lots of tears and lots of smiles and lots of joy and then lots of other people bringing their art to join your violin. But let's just think about, the, this is a ridiculous question, but if the sun could play the violin, what would it play? I think it would play pizzicato. Go on. Because pizzicato gives you a space for other voices to appear. You can treat it as a main main melody sometimes, you know? mm -hmm. but sometimes it gives you the parameters, the frame. And what does your... pizzicato mean? Pizzicato is, is like that. So it's like accompaniment, but we really underestimate accompaniment, which is you know, when the first violins and second violins in the orchestra, the, second, the first one, the first violins are the one that plays melody, usually, usually. So we all, all eyes on first violins, but then when they can't hear the second violins playing like, we don't have a context of a rhythm, of a speed. It gives us a context. We all in the context. We, we're not like floating uh, islands, you know. Mm -hmm. It just gives you the context and um, the mutual advantage of our presence. It is this that. So I can actually, if I can ask all our listeners now to sing, <laughs> even if they, you know, listening, if you're listening, uh, in your bathroom is even better. <laughs> so I will give you the kind of frame and you can improvise whatever you want. So the sun is the leader and it just does pizzicato, it doesn't do a full... Um, and leading within the group, I think this changed my, 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 my way of thinking about leading. Um, in the way, you can be the sun, you don't need to be, a, you don't need to be the most important or most knowledgeable or the, the best or the leader leader is kind of connotation of the best like you know you run the fastest so you're the leader of the marathon or whatever or you have the badge or you have the badge so in our heads when i would like to say you're the leader you're also enabler you're also change maker you're also you also have the voice and you also have the silence. And it's the background voice. Many times it's the background. Sometimes it can be the front. Sometimes it can be the back. And embracing all those roles. When needed. When needed. The time I think is timing is... Is everything, isn't is, it? Is everything. And that came out constantly all the way through, wasn't it? It's you have to do both. But the really tricky thing is to choose which one to do when. Yes, yes, totally, totally. That was the consistent message, wasn't it? But it was also, it was, it was, um, 
your music all the way through also did its leadership itself and for that I will be eternally grateful. Thank you. And when you'd spent a long time talking with Sarah, you together you produced this extraordinary, what would you call it, a poem? Uh, yes, a uh, kind of poem. The sun shedding light on the hidden possibilities of your invisibility. She is power. She provides both light and shadow. She trusts that the trees will bear fruits in their own time. She can survive on her own, but cannot alone fulfill her purpose. She's underestimated as a spot in the sky, but she knows her true size. She can shift perspective just by her being. She knows herself not by her given name, but by her practice. She embraces clouds, even though they dampen her light. She has humility to understand she's necessary, but not sufficient. She matters whatever or not the tree bears fruit. She knows that if she abuses her power, she can destroy what she is building. She provides a continuous invitation to grow. She's connected to what was, what is, and what will be. She embraces transitions and cycles, even though she doesn't control the outcome. She's omnipresent for generations and continues to rise. She understands that the visibility doesn't mean exposure. She creates the environment for others to drive. She gives the illusion of standing still. She's always moving. She bears witness to trauma while continuing to rise. She provides the shape to interpret space and time. She is. You are. We are love. So that's it. That's exhausted it. I leave you now. Um, our task now is to turn that lovely poem into a whole body of work that will inspire women all over the world to say, if that's leadership, I'm in. Uh, next week's podcast, it seems that I think we should do a few episodes um, that capture some of the big, the pillars of what we discussed. So the first pillar will be revealed next week. Do join us. Uh, in the meantime, I send you much, much love. 
To become part of our movement and share your thinking with us, subscribe to the podcast and join the Women Emerging group on our website at womenemerging.org. We love all of the messages you send us. Keep them coming.